Hey, welcome back in to Talking Catholic with David O'Gray. I'm David O'Gray, and we're talking about the Catholic Internet Police. What's that? Over on EWTN's National Catholic Register, an author by the name of Peter J. Smith published an article entitled Catholics Reflect on 10 Years of Good, Bad, and Ugly of Social Media where he interviewed three Catholic new media users to discuss social media and how their responses to it have changed. Now, just a quick note here. If you're in 2020, if you're still using the word new media, you sound like someone who's calling a hashtag, a pound sign. You sound like my grandmother who's asking me if my car plays records. Does your car have a record player? Record player, Grandma. What do you mean? Hey, record player. You know, does your car play records? You know, music. And Grandma, my car has solid radio. It has plenty of records. That's what you sound like. Um, so in that interview, Bishop Bear noted that social media has provided a tremendous boom to the church and aided in our evangelical efforts tremendously. Extraordinarily, but he said that the jury is still out whether the social media's impact has seen the positive fruits outweigh the negative fruits. Now, by negative fruits, um, Bishop Barron is referring to what he calls the vitriol, the character assassination, and just plain hatred that comes across on social media every day. And he goes on to wax poetically in a melancholy sort of way, talking about the when there was a time when someone had a problem for editor that they would write a letter to the editor, a mean letter, in a uh, in editor he would read it and he would throw it away he would not publish it but in this day and age a person can just go down to their basement and publish that hateful letter for the whole world to see and then he says these types of things can um, culminate into what he calls a mob-like mentality where the collective goal is the total destruction of a person it also says he creates a cycle of extremism where he says one side feeds into the extremism of the other side on social media. And when all of this divisiveness plays out on social media, it becomes a scandal to people's ability to embrace the gospel of Christ. Uh, Bishop's answer to the problem, Bishop Barron's answer to the problem, he believes just like far left um, father Thomas Rosica from Canada, and his, um, who used to be the head of the far left salt and light media um, outfit in Canada as well, who they both believe that the, the, the bishops, the bishops need to supervise social media and, and Catholic websites and introduce something like a like a mandatum. Right. For those who claim to teach the faith online, whereby it will be the bishops who will affirm whether a person is teaching in full communion with the church. Now, of, of course, um, the response to this is, is uh, like, like I said, this, this wasn't anything new. Like I said, Thomas Rosica, he had been suggesting this for years. In fact, he had created a list of approved Catholic websites that he used to shop around the Vatican. But the Catholic Internet was set on blaze. Um, because now is Bishop Barron suggesting this, and Bishop Barron is far more mainstream and far more popular and credible than Thomas Rosica. So, along with all the straw man arguments against um, attacking Bishop Robert Barron for what he actually did not say, and then all the ad hominem attacks attacking Bishop Barron for, yes, sometimes his very uh, modernist philosophy and sometimes his, yes, very troubling theology.
Not lost in all this, but just the sheer hilarity of it all. I mean, just this just the sheer buffoonery. <laughs> Essentially, Catholic Internet was saying, how dare you? It's sort of like a Greta Thornburg sort of way. How dare you bishops attempt to supervise a laity when you cannot even supervise yourself? How dare you bishops try to censor the laity when you won't even censor Jesuit Jamie Martin walking around espousing all types of homo heresy. How dare you? And, and you have to agree. I mean, there's a large ounce, perhaps a cup, maybe a gallon or a keg of hypocrisy here playing out. Now, to Baron's point, I'm sure all people goodwill will agree that the Catholic Internet can be a very nasty place. It's, it's a rated R playground at times. Um, very nasty, and it should not be ventured into accidentally by children. And for years, I, I've even been pointing out the problem of all these anonymous bloggers and these anonymous vloggers who, who produce these articles and these videos um, with no name behind them, just, just anonymous. We don't know if they're Catholic or not. They could be Protestant. All they do is attack the church, attack the bishops, attack the clerics. They attack anyone who's not as orthodox Orthodox as the Holy Spirit, and you can find links to all these anonymous people on Catholic aggregates like Canon 122 and, um, and, and Pew Sitter. Um, so th there is an issue here, but Barron's answer to the problem has three um, grave issues itself. Let me pull them out first the mandatum. <laughs> The, the, the Mondadon himself, the, this United States Conference of Catholic Bishops seal of approval will instantly become a joke. Um, as soon as websites like American Magazine by the Jesuits, soon as Crux Now Magazine, soon as the National Catholic Reporter, as soon as Jamie Martin's YouTube channel, and, and every other bastion of heretics and wannabe communists, as soon as one of those websites, just one of those websites receives the Mondadon, the Bishop's seal of approval, the whole thing will become a complete joke it, it will it will be people like me will take honor in the fact that my website or, or my company st Thomas media that we do not have the mandatum from the bishops that we do not have their seal approval in fact i will start this podcast with, with saying just that hello this is david gray talking catholic and we do not have the approval of the bishops to say anything that we're saying right now and, and you will find me more credible for not having sold out and having taken the mandatum. So the mandatum would be a joke. Number two, the, the, the second problem is that the, what bishops will be assigned to this committee? I mean, which bishops will decide which Catholic websites are good and which ones are bad? I mean, which bishops are going to decide what Catholics should be on social media teaching the faith and which ones should not? I would like to know. Because my publishing company, St. Thomas Media, when we published our first book, um, The Divine Symphony, A Scorium to Theology of the Mass, we sent it to the local bishops because the church teaching said we should if we wanted our book to be used in, in churches and parishes. But we heard back from the bishop that the bishop didn't have time to read a 200-page book on the liturgy. He was just far too busy. And he didn't have a censor to read it for him. So we said, okay, small diocese, but maybe the bishop is busy. Um, so we sent it over to the Diocese of St. Louis, Archdiocese of St. Louis. We were in contact with someone there. We sent it over. So, uh, contacted him about a few weeks, maybe a month later. Hey, did you get the manuscript? Um, no, we didn't get it. Um, can you send it again? So we sent it again. And then I asked him, oh, did you, did you get it? Heard nothing back. So apparently, if you're not giving money to these people, or you're not a big publishing company, or you're not well-connected, or you're not just, you know, you're just not light for whatever reason, 
um, you're, you're not going to get an imprimatur, right? So, um, but, but no problem for St. Dominic's Media. Like I said, we, we, from that point on, we never sent any of our books out to get an imprimatur uh, from the bishops. We just let, decided to let the faithful decide by your reviews, by your comments, whether good books or books are good or bad. We haven't heard anything bad, right? And we get bulk, we get bulk orders from Catholic churches all the time, especially on our, our books on the liturgy. And, um, and so I, I think even the faithful have realized at this point that the imprimatur is a joke. But again, I, I'm curious if these bishops don't have time to read a 200 page book on the liturgy. They actually have time to review thousands of applications every year from Catholics and decide who's faithful and who are not. You, you have to be kidding me. I mean, who, who's going to be on this committee? Um, the third problem is that ever since the printing press came online in, in the mid 1400s, um, the Catholic Church had, had a big problem. Um, they, they've been consistently behind the ball in effectively controlling the message. And we can even argue for the last 2,000 years, the church has been horrendous at effectively couturing its message, its teachings, its missions, and rolling out just the fruit of the ecumenical councils. The, the Catholic church has a problem with messaging that cults don't even have. Cults like the Mormons and the Jehovah Witnesses, they don't have a problem controlling their messaging. They do it very well, but the Catholic church has a problem with it. The Catholic church has a problem um, controlling it, its brand and its message that well-run corporations would be ashamed of. And the sad part of it is that the Catholic Church knows that it sucks at controlling its message. The Catholic Church knows that it sucks at controlling its brand and its image. But, but the traditional response from the Catholic Church has been for centuries, has been to create these lists of bans, create these ban lists. Let's, let's create a list of banned books or let's ban, let's excommunicate, let's burn people who are better at getting out their message than we are. That's been a traditional response, our response. That's been who we are. It's been our modus operandi for centuries to, um, rather than do our job better, to just ban those who do our job better than we do. That, that's been it. And, and Baron is right. It does take a church. I know this. I, I used to have an internet company. We used to design websites. And I work with churches. And I know for a fact, it takes a church at minimum six months to create a website. Six months. Um, it even takes days, perhaps weeks, for them just change one page on a website. It takes a diocese about, about one year to create, create a website, maybe two years to create a YouTube channel. Why? Because committees, subcommittees, ad hoc committees all have to be established just to start planning to start a committee to do something. Just the levels of bureaucracy in place makes it hard. When Bishop Barron is right, the average guy in his mom mother's basement, as he says, um, can just create a website in under an hour. They have about a hundred views of his website espousing his 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 views on the faith. Um, so 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 there is a problem here. It's not a problem we can do anything about. The Catholic Church is going to have levels. It's going to have committees. It's going to have bureaucracies. Um, so Barron sees a problem, right? But he, he fails to recognize that it is a, a historical and a perennial problem. And his, his answer to the problem is typically very clerical. Now, in the haze of all this vitriol um, over there being vitriol <laughs> in social media, you know, on the Internet, we cannot be remiss to answer just the most important question here. Why? 
All right, now why is always the most important question. Why do leaders like Barron in the church and people like Barron or Rosica think that bishops need to control the laity, what the laity are doing online? And the answer is the same as it was with the banned books list. The church has, has lost. The, the church has lost control of its message. It has, has lost its authority, not its actual, not its divine authority, not its true authority. But it's apparent authority. It is lost. And so it feels that it needs to reassert that control. It feels that it needs to reassert that authority by acting like a parent. By telling the faithful, that's bad, that's good. right? That's right, that's wrong. It, has, it just morphs into this parental control. Now, unfortunately, banned books list didn't work. They just didn't work. And, and that's communication and, and burning people. That doesn't work either when you don't do it consistently, right? There, there, there should not be a world where you have Jamie Martin walking around espousing all types of homo heresy. And then on the other hand, you're shutting down convents, religious orders of very faithful Orthodox nuns. There should not be a world. There should not be a world when you have heretics walking around destroy the church from its foundations and but you're telling your priests that they can't celebrate the mass at orientum come on this is this i mean what is this the twilight zone so what bishop baron fails to see is that it was the bishops bishops like him who created people like mother angelica it was bishops like him who created church milton it was bishops it was the bishops who created um, Canon 212 and Pew Sitter. It, it was the bishops who created the Wanderer magazine. It, it, it's only been you bishops. If, if you bishops had just, as the saying goes, you had one thing to do. You, you had one thing to do. All you had to do was live your life and in a way that would be an example for us to follow. You, you had one thing to do. You had to live your life in a way that would inspire us to be martyrs. If you had just done that, we wouldn't have had to do what we did. You think we want to do this? You, you, you think that we want to create these apostolates and, 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 and push back against the bishops and, and call people by, out by name and, and call people on their bullcrap? You think that we want to do that? No, I don't think anyone, none of the laity just wants to get up and do this. But a laity, there was a time, right? There, there, there was a time um, when the, the, the faithful would see that the bishops weren't doing their job. And there was a time when the religious orders, the lower clergy, would rise up, right, and do something about it. When the bishops, when bishops aren't doing their job, the smoke of Satan comes in, the faithful begin, they, they start getting choked out, right, and they rise up because they realize something is wrong. Now, we're past that day and age where we have religious orders. And the lower clergy starting religious orders, we're, we're past that. Now, the laity is rising up. We see the smoke. We smell the smoke. We're getting choked up and we're rising up to do something because we're not going to let you destroy the church. We're, we're, we're just not. And, and as soon as you get that through your heads, you'll stop, tr stop trying to persecute us and start trying to work with us. Now, I have an analogy. Now, think about a time um, in the world when the um you know sports are segregated in the united states and i think a lot of coaches knew like a lot of coaches knew the truth that these black athletes they're they're faster just naturally gifted faster they're, they're stronger they just naturally play with more violence and if we let these black athletes play with the white athletes that they're just gonna they're just gonna run them away they're gonna run over them they're gonna beat them and they're gonna take all their positions now um, not, their fear was never fully realized. Yes, I think a lot of white athletes um, did go play water polo or hockey 
or I don't know, um, lacrosse, right? Um, but what, what some white coaches realize is that fundamentals, just teaching the fundamentals, having your players execute the fundamentals to perfection, that always beats raw athletic ability. It always does. This is why teams like the, the Michigan's freshman Fab Five with um, Chris Weber and Jalen Rose, that's why they can be beat by more experienced North Carolina team coached by um, Dean Smith. The fundamentals always beat raw ability. Fundamentals is why Tom Brady is still playing football in his 40s. Bishops have to realize that you'll never be as fast as us. You can't. You just have too many levels of bureaucracy. The, la the laity is we're always going to be better at social media, faster at social media than you are. That's just how it is. But all you need to do is focus on the fundamentals and you'll be better. That's it. And there won't be any need for us if you just do that, focus on the fundamentals. Again, we don't have to do this. We don't want, we would just be happy just going to mass every Sunday or every day and performing corporal and spiritual works of mercy. But we can't just focus on just being good Catholics because we feel like we have to fill this space that you are not because you aren't working on the fundamentals. Um, not another analogy, but another story. Uh, when I was when I was a kid, my my uh, my my mother. Um, you know, she never worked when she's married to my stepfather. She, she never worked. She didn't, you know, she didn't have to. My father, he's my stepfather provider. But then at some point in time in the 80s, you know, the factory shut down. He didn't have a job and he didn't want to take a, a lower paying job to drive her family. So as time went on, my mother, she went to work because she thought that was better than going on welfare. Because what she saw on welfare is that people stay on welfare once they get on. And she didn't want that trap. So she went to work and provided for her family. Even now, I was inspired by my mother. You know, I would give my mom money for my paper route to buy, to buy um, groceries. Now, that wasn't our job to do those things. That was my stepfather's job to do those things. Um, to just do the fundamentals. To just to be a husband, be a father, to be a provider. But he didn't want to. And so we all suffered, but we all pitched in because we had to. And in fact, he got angry about it. And he started beating my mother because he didn't feel like a man anymore. But he didn't have to do that. Again, all he had to do was the fundamentals. Work, be a man, be a provider. And that's what we're asking you bishops to do. Just do your job. Inspire us. Not to be social media warriors, but to be martyrs. Now I've been talking Catholic by David O'Grey. Hey, make sure you guys pick up my new book. It's called The Catholic Catechism on Freemasonry. This is a theological and historical treatment on the Catholic Church prohibition against Freemasonry and its appendant Masonic bodies. You can buy it anywhere online. It's published by St. Dominic's Media. You can buy it on uh, um, St. Dominic Media's website or Amazon or anywhere you like to buy your Catholic books. It's a necessary book for the church in the world today. Make sure you get it. I'll talk more about it soon. But until then, until next time, blessings and shalom to you and to yours. Damn, verum.